0: Good morning. Welcome to today's Word of Encouragement. Today, I want to start off by um, posing this question. Have you ever felt like what you've done is not redeemable? Let me put it into another way. Have you ever felt like you've done something wrong and what you've done was so great that it's impossible if you were to put into words the things that you've done before, you wouldn't even be able to share it with certain people or you would be afraid to share certain things as it relates to the Lord. I've titled this message, The Unredeemable. There is nothing in the sight of God that he cannot redeem. I'm reminded about this place in Virginia Beach. It's called Mount Trashmore. Well, what, you, uh, what you'll see when you go to Mount Trashmore, this place that used to be a landfill, imagine a place just filled with all the garbage everywhere if you ever went to a, a landfill. And now what they've done is they've beautified this area and they formed this big mountain and on this mountain, it's grassy, it's just beautiful. You got a bike trail, you got a place for kids to ride, you got a little lake. Uh, but this place that looked trashy, smelly, a place that looked like like it it would not be a place where you would ever want to sit down and play in or anything, it was just meant to dump, is now a place of beauty. Well, if men can do that, how much more could a father do that? Let me share with you today's lessons. But before I do, can I pray and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to both of us? and help us to learn that how he redeems us. Father, remove any guilt, any condemnation from our past. Any shame that tries to creep in and try to hold hold us hostage. Any things, any weights of of the guilt or things that you wish that you could have done differently that We hope, allow us to lay that at your feet today and allow us to come away as we look to you and hear your voice that we can once again be changed, renewed, and transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at John chapter 3. And just to give you a, a background, this is Jesus is having this conversation with Nicodemus, one of the the high priests, and he's a, supposed to be the teacher of the law, but he snuck off in the middle of the night to talk to the Lord, our Lord. Have you ever snuck away just to talk a talk to God about some things, and you're confused about some things, and you want to have a, have a conversation, right? But Jesus goes right to the point, and that's what he does to us, and we have to be willing to be candid with him. So I'm going to pick up at verse 7, where Jesus is talking to him. I won't say verse 6. Uh, well, verse 5 Jesus answered, I said, sure, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. What Jesus is saying is, unless we're willing to let go and be transformed and be being able to surrender to him. We can't begin to see the things the way that he would have us to see things. We're we're physically, we can be physically in church. We can be open to the word. We can be physically looking at and reading the word, but unless we're willing to be open up spiritually, we can't be changed and transformed. That's the job of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. He said, that which is born of flesh is of the flesh. That means they're physically, it's it's just physical. And that which is born of the Spirit is the Spirit. In other words, in order for you to be changed, in order for me to be changed, my spirit must be open to see and interpret things from the Spirit's perspective, from God's perspective. He said, do not be surprised that I've told you, you must be born again or reborn from above, spiritually transformed or renewed and sanctified. And then he goes in and Nicodemus is kind of confused. Hey, how is this possible? And can I go back to my mother's womb? See, he's thinking only the physical. And Jesus is saying, wait, I need you. To see things. He's saying you're supposed to be this great teacher of the law. How can I explain things from of heaven if you can't even interpret these things? And then Jesus said, um, he said, I assure you in verse 11 and most solemnly say to you, we speak only what we absolutely know and testify about. And he said, you've I you are, have witnesses here to my testimonies in about the earthly things that I'm doing. Have you ever seen God transform areas of your life just as I said about Mount Trashmore? If he can use me to transform a mountain of trash, and if God can answer certain prayers, Why is it that we seem to limit him when it becomes looking at something that looks impossible? Hmm. Let's move on. So in verse 15, it says that so that whosoever believes will have eternal life after he physically dies and will actually live forever. This is what Jesus gets to the point. He said if you believe in me, you got to have internal life. If you believe and willing to surrender and understand that I can redeem your life and I can redeem the trash. I can redeem the 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 promiscuity. I can redeem the adulterous relationship. I can redeem the failures of divorce. I can redeem those things. But this is what Jesus says. For God so greatly loved, dearly, and prized the world that he gave his only one and begotten son so that whosoever believes and trusts in him as a savior, shall not be perish, shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge it or condemn it, the world. In other words, God is not condemning any of your past failures, even of your current failures. He is not condemning that. But what he is doing is he's initiating this final judgment on the world that the world not um but that the world might be saved through him. He's not initiating judgment on it, but he's looking to save you. But here's the requirement. Whosoever believes and decides to trust him, trusting the work that the Lord has done, is not judged. The judgment are for those that rejects him and does not believe or accept him as a personal savior but jesus says that they've already been judged and will be sentenced because they don't believe but the one who truly does shall have ever that everlasting life i'm going to move down to verse 20 he said for every rome door hates light, isn't that true? When we're in sin, we don't want to be around people that expose our sin and does not want to come to light, but shrinks from it for fear that their sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. But whosoever practice truth and does what is right, morally and ethically, spiritually, comes to the light so that his works may be plainly shown to be what they are and accomplished in God, divinely prompted, done with God's help and dependence on him. So what is this saying as I wrap up? The one that is willing to relinquish their trash to the landfill, of God can be redeemed if you're willing to surrender it. We gotta be willing to release the shame, willing to release the guilt, willing to release the failure. And then me and you will find as we relinquish, he's willing and to allow us to see something even greater. And then our minds can be renewed. And then we can see something beautiful such as Mount Trashmore and see how God can be used. Even the, the useless smelling things of our life, we would see a thing of beauty. Let's close right there. As you can see, God is willing to redeem our failures. But the question is, are we willing to allow him to redeem it? Father, we're surrendering to you as your servants, and we're open to whatever it is that you want to do today in our life. And we're asking you, as we confess our sins, as we fully admit and surrender everything to you, May you remove any pain, guilt, and shame of our past failure. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day.